What's up, world? It's your host, Omar Ace Turner. You can call me Ace. And welcome to another podcast episode of The Authentic Millennial, where we help millennials by the millions live a life of authenticity. Today's episode is very dear to me because I want to talk about greatness and understanding that we all have it within us. And I'm going to let you guys know that I wasn't, I didn't know that I was great. I didn't know. And I lived the life of a scared little boy. And I want to talk to you how I overcame those fears and who I am today and how you can become great as well. The person that you're listening to on this mic right now is a person who is confident. I am willing to take on any project. There's nothing really that I I don't think I can do if I put my mind to it. I'm focused. I've learned to block out the thoughts and opinions of others. I focus on who I am, and I do this daily by meditation. Even my own thoughts I've learned to block out. When I say my own thoughts, I mean my negative thoughts because I was a victim of self-sabotage. I was always telling myself or talking myself out of situations, saying I can't do it, this is too hard, I don't have enough money, I don't look good enough, who am I fooling? You know, these were the thoughts that I was, you know, thinking and causing me to cower out out of a lot of opportunities when people were asking me to do stuff. You know, I walked around a lot of comedians and they wanted me in their projects, wanted me in their skits. And I'm like, nah, you know, I don't know what people are going to think. I don't know what my family's going to think. So I always just try to play a lot behind the scenes. And then it took me a while to realize that no one is going to give me permission to live my life. I mean, there were people like, you know, my family, people of authority who thought that they had the right to tell me how to live my life. But I had to realize on my own that that's not true. The only person that's going to determine how far I go, what I do in this world, and how I do it is going to be me. I made that oath to myself, and I carry that. But it wasn't easy. You know, it took a lot of reading. I had to do a lot of self-help. Um, it was a lot of self-help reading that I had to do. Um, I'm thankful for this day and age of technology with the Internet and I was able to just read a lot of um, articles, blogs, YouTube, you know, helping me just get my mind right. And then ultimately taking a life coaching class, which I don't know. I don't care if you don't want to be a life coach. It helps you. I mean, there's, there's just things that we don't understand about this world. And a little like this unsaid secrets. And it kind of helps you understand it. I also went to therapy because, you know, in my mid-30s, I was a single dad, which I didn't want to be. I mean, a little background of my, of my family, I have two sisters, and they're both married. My parents are married. And now here I am, I have a child with a woman who, I mean, right now it's peaceful, we co-parent, but... You know, we didn't always get along or see eye to eye. So I felt like the black sheep of the family because 
I'm like, man, I'm another statistic. Black man, single dad, you know, I always had the dream of mom, dad, and child in the same household. I felt like a failure, like I was not going to achieve, quote unquote, the American dream. To have, like I said, mom, dad, and child in the same house, maybe a dog, (laughs) nice car, get up, go to work, come home, do it again. I thought that was the life I was going to have. Didn't happen that way. I even had to go to therapy for it because I thought I was, you know, like I said, a, a failure. Like, you know, what? now what? My life is ruined. And I remember sitting down on the couch and my therapist telling me, hang in there, your life is about to get better. And I'm like, how do you know? And I, I mean, just, you know, but when you have that mindset, when everything's just negative, when you just think that, Nothing's going to go right. Everything's out to get you. I mean, I was so angry and bitter during that time. But over time, like I said, with reading, um, thanks to therapy, I was challenging myself. I was spending a lot more time in nature, getting away from the matrix that we live in to get to know myself. I was spending more time with myself. Like I was going to work. I would go. I would come from work, go to the like to the state park, and hang out there for a little bit, meditate, get to really know me. And uh, meditation works wonders; it really does. I was doing at it every single day. I didn't get it right at first. I mean, the longest I could have meditated for was like thirty seconds before all the thoughts started rushing in. And I'm like, ah, forget this. But I was like, Omar, keep going at it. I actually set my time. I mean, you can set your time to do meditation whenever you can. But I was setting my time for 11-11. So by 11-11, at night, I knew it was time to meditate. I would do it and then fall asleep. Get up, try it again. But I kept doing this. I kept at it. I kept at it. I kept at it. Now, I can meditate for an hour Two hours if you let me. But, you know, this is the world. We got things to do. So let's get to it. So why am I telling you all of this? Because you have it in you as well. I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. We're all powerful in our own right. But we have to actively engage and take action to get there. It doesn't, greatness doesn't come by wishing. We have to be that person that says, today's that day that I'm going to change. And what does change look like? Once again, for me, I started to eat differently. I actually told myself that, all right, Omar, you're going to stop eating meat. I was like, no, you're bugging. I love meat, people. I love I love burgers, I love steak, I love all type of chicken. I mean, that was, you know, I'm, my parents are Jamaican. Rice on peas and oxtail. That was it for me. I love me some oxtail. I had to give that up. My mind was like, are you crazy? <laughs> but I did it. Slowly but surely, I started to eliminate meat products out of my diet. I remember one day going to Smashburger 
and I'm online and I'm ordering a veggie burger for the first time in my life. And my brain nearly flipped out on me. My brain's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, we're getting a veggie burger. Shut up. He's like, are you stupid? What are you bugging? Are you crazy? Like, this is, this is, this is insane. Like, I think my brain tried to abandon me. Like, it wanted to, like, jump ship, and that was it for me. But I did that. I ordered a burger. I ate it. Was it the best burger? Yeah. Lately, I've had a lot better type of virgin burgers and impossible burgers now. So, you know, but let me tell you, you got to start. You start. So I start to eat cleaner. I started to cut out a lot of sugars out my life. Um, a lot of the chemicals that was kind of messing with my brain chemistry, you know, I had to let all, a lot of it go. So I'm doing meditation. I'm eating cleaner. Physical activity. Um, going to the gym a lot more. There's something about going to the gym where you're able to get the blood flowing. You're able to move. I love the human body. I love what it can do. I feel like there's so much more that we haven't unlocked yet with the human body. So now I'm in a mode where I like to push myself. My goal is to do a triathlon, hopefully pretty soon. I got to start training. I'll get there. Don't worry. But got to push. I, I just want to see what my body can do because for a lot of times, I never used it like that. You know, I was just going to work as a school teacher, coming home, go to work, come home, go to work, sit on the couch, watch TV, get up, do some homework or, you know, lesson plan, and then try it again tomorrow. That was it. Nothing really moving my body. I mean, and it's funny because in high school, I was very athletic. You know, I worked out constantly. And life, you know, I turned into an adult. I started to worry about other things. And when I say worry about other things, like, all right, let's, you know, buying a house or, you know, car payment. Let's start raising children. You know, these are the things that I started to think about and becoming neglectful of my physical attributes. But that's old news. Now I'm back in it. I try my best to do a workout every day. If I can't, I mean, little things. If you can do some push-ups, like, just do 10 or 20, just to get the blood pumping. I mean, the, it's, exercise is great for creativity. If you're a creative person, for me, that does it. I'm able to think a lot more. I like to ride my bike. I like to, um, like I said, exercise. Once the blood is flowing, the creativity is pumping out, and I'm good to go. You got to take care of your emotions. Now, this that was the hardest thing for me, and I didn't get this right for a long time. I allowed other people's opinions to get to me and to really mess up what was going on within me. No good people, no good. So what I do now, I... Even when I get a text message or I try my best, one, when I hear my phone go off or I get a notification, I don't care who it is. I try my best not to answer it right away because I don't know what is going to be 
said in that text message or on that phone call. So I don't really, and if I'm having a great moment, a great day, I need to prepare myself. Because the thing is, we say hello or we read the text, and if it's and if it's high, if it's a highly charged text or somebody's being angry or something, I don't know about you, but for me, I got I get invested. I get invested with that energy, and then I become that energy. And then if I have some goals outlined for the day, by the time I blink, I never achieved them because now I'm, I got to go help this person. This person needs that. That other person needs this. And then that's the whole thing. It doesn't stop with just one person. By the time you blink, you have five different text messages from five different people all requesting something from you. So you really have to be mindful, be awareness, if you can. So the next step is to become, you have to watch who you're surrounded by. You know, there's a saying that they says that you are the average of your five friends, of your five closest friends. So if all your friends are broke, you're going to be broke. If all your friends are rich, more than likely they're going to help you, they're going to show you, or you got it yourself of being rich as well. But now here's the thing. I'm not even talking money now. Now I'm just talking about happiness. You can be rich. But if you're not happy, if you don't feel, if you don't feel fulfilled inside, this is another issue. This is another problem that we have now. If five of your friends are not happy, guess what's going to happen to you? Either A, you're going to have to leave those five friends, or B, you're probably unhappy as well. And I think, for me, that was the hardest, one of the hardest things to do in my life was to lose a lot of my friends who I were very close to and who I was dear with. I mean, I know them for years, and I'm talking 10, 15 years. Some people I met in two years and had to let them go. They weren't healthy for me to be around. You know, when you are working on becoming greatness, you have a lot of gifts. And some people see these gifts, but they won't let you know that you have these gifts because they will figure out how to keep using you for your gifts and not let you know that, hey, you know, you're great. And one day you're probably going to do big things because that's not their thinking. Their thinking is, yeah, I can't let you know that you're great because then you're going to leave me and then you're not going to help me get to where I got to go. So it is their best interest to just keep you down and not really say anything to you about your gifts, your talents. And then once again, I, it goes back to your inner self. It goes back to meditation. It goes back to getting to know who you are, taking yourself on, out on dates. And when I say take yourself out on dates, go to a restaurant. When they say how many people are sitting or coming to eat, no, just one, just me, that's it. And then take yourself out, three-course meal. Do that. Go to the movies. You know, just get to know who you are. Get to know what your favorite color is. Get to know what your favorite meal is. 
get to know how your thoughts are. It's, you know, a lot of people don't like being alone, and I get it. I'm not saying to go off into isolation mode, but at least carve out, if you can, an hour for yourself daily. No one, phone off, nothing, no one. It's fine. Some people, I get it, you have kids, you have a spouse, it's not that easy. So break that time down, five minutes. Do an active five. Just me, myself, and my thoughts, and that's it. And after time, I mean, you're going to start implementing a, a, a routine where you're like, did I get my five minutes in? You know, you're going to make you're like, nah, not right now. I need my five. Give me my five. Active five. That's what we're going to call it. Active five. I need my active five. So once you get your active five, then who knows? Your active five is going to start turning into active 10 minutes or an active 20 minutes. You know, then you got an active hour. <laughs> depending on some people, you're like, look, I need an active four days. But, you know, these are just little steps. You got to change your routine. You, it cannot be what you did last year. It cannot be what you've been doing for the last how many years of your life. If you want to see, you cannot do the same thing day in, day out, and expect different results. That's the definition of insanity. Little things, man. I mean, even if you're a type of person who usually brushes your teeth and then make their bed. Let's switch that today. How about you make your bed and then brush your teeth? You know, just let the brain know, like, look, today we're doing something different today. I usually go this route to work. Today I'm, I'm going a different route or I'm taking a different train today. Like, just go out there, explore. We, we're, we're so comfortable with, with certainty you know, like, this is the route I take. This is the route I know. I've been doing this for years. This is comfortable to me. But we got to step out of our comfort zone. I remember, as a life coach, I had a client that I work with. And she belongs to this sorority. And they had a banquet for women against domestic violence. And she invited me out there. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then, I didn't know. But, like, 15 minutes to me being there, she's like, get up and talk. I'm like, what? She was like, you're going to go up there and you're going to talk. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You're talking to the wrong person. And she's like, come on, you can do it. And I'm like, nah, chill. And I got up and I walked to the bathroom. And I'm like, Omar, come on, you're saying that you're great. You're saying that you're all these things. You're saying that, you know, you stepped out your comfort zone. What's really stopping you? Why can't you not do this? If you're not going to do it today, then when are you going to do it? And the light just went on for me right there and then. And I'm like, you're right. I need to do this. I'm going to talk. And I did that, people. I mean, I went back to the, to the, um, to the director of the banquet, and I told her, I'm like, yeah, put my name on there. I'm, I'm going to speak. And I did. It was a quick two minutes. Was it good? Was it bad? It doesn't matter. Why? Because there is no right or wrong in this world. You're just doing it. And no one is great overnight. Everything takes practice. When you were learning how to ride a bike, it didn't 
You didn't just get up on the bike and start riding right away. No, you fell a few times. Hopefully you didn't. Or they had to put training wheels on. But as you go on, as you carry on, man, some people are now riding with no hands, doing all types of tricks on their bike now. But it took time, even skateboarding, whatever it is, trying to be a doctor, trying to be an awesome actor or a great musician. It all takes time, action, effort, practice, failure, pushing yourself, seeing where you feel that. And to me, people, there's nothing called failure. It's just, all right, this is what I'm learning and what not to do next time. You got to go. Push yourself. Try a different food out. Try hanging out with people that you never hung out with before. These are all things that to let the brain know, like, look, we're not doing what we used to do. It's going to be different now because I am actively choosing to be great. And we all have it. We all can do it. This is my time. Y'all are wonderful. Continue to live that authentic life. 